This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is The Literary Life. I'm Mitchell Kaplan. I've owned books and books and been a bookseller for over 35 years. What you're about to hear are conversations about all things literary with writers, readers, publishers, old friends, new friends, and anyone who might wander into our store with an interesting story to tell about their connection to books, reading, or writing. These will be informal, over-the-backyard-fence kind of conversations, the kind I and booksellers everywhere have each and every day. We're going to be talking about books simply about the new books that are coming out this fall. And we might even be talking about some of the books you might have missed that came out over the summer or the spring. But this is going to be something that I call, in essence, what are you reading? Or what would you like to read? And we hope that from this, you might be able to find a book that will be intriguing for you when you start either choosing a gift or figuring out something that you yourself might want to read Come the fall. And it's my pleasure, my real pleasure to have with me, right alongside me, someone who's alongside me almost every day. She's our head book buyer here at Books and Books. Her name is Gael, and she is one of the really most perceptive uh, readers that I've ever come across. Uh, and for me to give up the book buying, it takes someone who's uh, I trust completely in her taste. So I just want to welcome Gael Lalimer here. Um, welcome, Gael. Hi, thank you for having me. So Gael, tell me a little something since this is literary life and I know that you have a very rich literary life. How did you get, how did you get involved, not only with us, but how did you initially get involved in the book business? And uh, how did you become such a, such a wonderful reader? I think I kind of started in a roundabout way. I studied art history at NYU and um, I worked at the Museum of Modern Art for a long time. So my first kind of foray into books was through art books. Um, when I moved to Miami, I um, worked with Toshin and helped them open their store. And after a few years, I walked into Books and Books on Lincoln Road looking for a part-time bookselling job just because I knew that that's where I wanted to be. And the rest is history. So it started with art books, but then really working with you guys here has really opened up my world with reading. Well, and you've, and you've opened up our world as well. Gael is responsible for uh, buying for all of our stores here, as well as helping out with the one in Key West. And uh, she's done a marvelous, marvelous job of... Uh, continuing in the tradition I've had for 36 years here at the bookstore. Um, Gael, I know that you, why don't you talk a little bit about your tastes so people know from where you're coming? Um, I tend to prefer literary fiction, um, a lot of travel writing, nature, science, 
um, biographies as well, but I would say it's primarily fiction. That's what I tend to gravitate towards. So we're going to sort of overwhelm the listeners. So if you have a pen or pencil nearby and a piece of paper, uh, please uh, don't hesitate to write these things down. If you don't get it on the first time or you'd want to uh, uh, remember what it is we did write down. You can always listen to the podcast over again, <laughs> which would be a, a good way of doing it. We're also going to try to link on the podcast's uh, page uh, uh, a list of the various books that we have suggested. So what are you most excited about, Gail? Um, for the fall, there are a few that I'm very excited about. Um, one of the first ones is uh, Friday Black, by Nana Kwame Ajay Brenya. Um, it's coming out in October and it's a collection of short stories. And I typically have trouble with short stories. It's not my favorite thing to read, but this one really blew me away. The stories have a kind of a dystopian bent and they explore themes of racism, consumerism, complacency, but at the same time, they can be quite funny and heartbreaking. Roxane Gay is a big fan of this. I think she mentioned in a review uh, that it messed her up good. So I think it's... Oh, that's a beautiful... Yeah. It messed her up good. Yeah. I mean, it, it's that good and it's that kind of ferocious. And, and where is the author from? What Do you know? I'm not sure. I know he studied... Um, I think he studied at Syracuse with George Saunders. And I think he is... I'm not sure where he's well, from. Well, that's a great pedigree. Talk yeah. about uh, you know, studying the short story with George Saunders. Exactly is something really wonderful. Yeah. And that book is coming from which publisher? It's a Mariner, Houghton Mifflin. So it'll be a paperback original? It's a paperback. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And I think he's actually joining us for book fair as well. So he'll be here for the Miami Book Fair, yeah. the Miami Book Fair, which takes place the 11th through the 18th of November. Uh, so we hope to see all of you there. Or you can see it on C-SPAN as well. Another one that um, I'm excited about that I loved is uh, Call Them By Their True Names by Rebecca Solnit. Uh, this one actually just came out by Haymarket. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar with her, she's an essayist, a brilliant one. Uh, this one kind of moves between the political and the personal, and she really has her finger on the pulse of what is going on in our times. And she has such an eloquent way and an eye-opening way of explaining exactly what, what we are going through. I've noticed that Rebecca's work, Rebecca Solnit's work, is just gaining in popularity. Especially in the last right. few years. I, I think the times that we're in, she, she is so sorely needed. What do you think, what is the, the root of what she says that seems to relate to so many people? I just think she has such an elegant way of telling us what we're maybe not seeing. Well, you're right. I mean, the idea of an essay being able to illuminate is something that uh, when I think back in my own reading, and I think about those things that stick with me for so long and sort of make me take a left or right turn. I don't mean that politically, but just, you know, change my way of thinking. I'm reminded of people like Neil Postman who wrote Amusing Ourselves to Death you know, serious discourse in the age of show business. There are all these essayists who, you know, comment on our popular culture or not so popular culture, just on our culture in general. Roxane Gay has certainly She's, done that yes, to a absolutely. large extent. And um, we're in a time right now, it seems that we need those. We need a little help. We need a little help from our friends yes. and from our, our author friends. I also am excited about a, a book coming out from New Directions in November 
Uh, title is Tell Them of Battles, Kings, and Elephants by Matthias Ennard. He's a French author, and this was originally written in 2010, uh, but just being translated now. And um, in essence, it's a piece of historical fiction um, in which Michelangelo travels to Constantinople to consider a commission from the Sultan to build a bridge across the Golden Horn. And a lot of this is kind of speculation as we don't really know what happened, if this happened, but uh, sketches were found um, in some archives of a bridge that Michelangelo had drew and along with some correspondences that he wrote from Constantinople. And from there, the author kind of imagines what might have been. And it's a really slim book. It's more of a character study uh, on the artist, um, but it was it was a really interesting and poetic and mysterious read. Yeah, and 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 what New Directions is doing now by by supplementing their incredible incredible historical backlist. You know, New Directions published people like Ezra Pound and William Carlos Williams and bringing to the fore all these new writers as well. And a lot of work in translation. Work in translation, which I can say 15, 20 years ago was not nearly as prevalent as it is now. Uh, So I'm really glad you highlighted that one. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited about that one. Another one that I'm excited about is um, A Ladder to the Sky by John Boyne. Uh, This one's coming out by Hogarth Press in November. Um, and I really enjoyed his um, novel that came out, I think, a couple years ago, Hearts Invisible Furies. And this kind of was unexpected how much I really loved this book. It's a really fun read. Um, I've heard it described as the talented Mr. Ripley of the literary world. Um, it follows um, the main character, Maurice Swift, in his kind of ruthless in- endeavor to win the prize, which you can think is the man booker or the Pulitzer. And he is a master manipulator. He is utterly amoral and he wrecks tragedy and destruction in his wake in his hope to win this prize. And it's just such a fun and dark and clever read. Yeah, you know, you had told me about it and I have the galley on my nightstand. And I asked our um, our, our wonderful bookseller, Viv, who's, mm-hmm. who happens to be from Dublin. And uh, uh, she's huge John Boyne fan. Oh, he's wonderful. He's Irish. He's so, wonderful. Uh, you know, that uh, gives me a, a, a second reason to want to read this. I think this I book think. will take a lot of people by surprise. It, it'll, I think it'll be big. One that I've been looking at and thinking about, and I haven't, I haven't read it. I know it's coming out fairly soon. And I, I'm, I've always wondered whether I should start it. And it's the, uh, the Carl Nosgaard series. I am on the fence as well. And I he, have the first one. What do you, he's got book six coming out. I know. Um, and it, and book six is nearly 1,200 pages. And I think it's called The End. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it is The End. And um, I don't really know what to make of it. Um, I've talked to a few people that I trust very much with their book sensibilities, and they were completely obsessed and found it so compelling, this kind of auto-fiction, Proust- Proustian kind of... Is it voyeuristic as well? Is a bit of that? Or? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I I know when the first book came out in paperback a few years ago, I read the first 20 pages or so, and I, I loved it. And for some reason, I just didn't keep going. But it is on my list. It's just quite a daunting endeavor to to start it now. Yeah. No, I I know. When you when you see, literally, it's probably up to like four or five thousand pages. I think so. 
it's quite amazing. I mean, but people are, you know, just like the Elena Ferrante novels, They're people obsessed. are obsessed with. Yeah, and he also him. has the um, Autumn, Spring, Summer series, which I've heard are fantastic as well. Right, right. God. Well, one book that I'm looking forward to, and I think it's just out now, is a, uh, a collection of poetry called The Carrying by Ada Limon. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's published by Milkweed. Yes. And um, uh, Publishers Weekly in a starred review called it gorgeous and thought-provoking and noted how this fearless collection shows a poet that can appreciate life's surprises. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, the, the poems of hers that I've read I think that captures her in, in many ways. I'm very much looking forward to seeing her at the Miami Book Fair as well. That'll be exciting. I, speaking of milkweed, I'm reading a book right now that came out in June called Rising by Elizabeth Rush. It's um, about basically climate change. Um, and she document. there's a whole chapter on Miami Beach as well. And it's a, just a really interesting kind of personal and, you know, investigative journalist, journalistic um, bunch of essays that I are think. you noticing a lot of books coming out this fall on climate change yeah I think in the past year or so there's the water will come I think right. that that was a big seller for us I mean we're kind of at ground zero here so <laughs> I know that every single every single book that I've read on climate change whether it's fiction or non-fiction starts with a scene an apocalyptic scene about Miami Beach exactly and uh, uh, it who knows? <laughs> Who knows? And what this book is actually saying is that, you know, all the estimates of end of century um, estimates are actually starting to happen now. Right. No, I heard a frightening thing that that by the year uh, 2040, not only will the sea, sea, sea level rise happen, but we will be having terrible problems with heat. And uh, someone in this essay that I wrote, that I read said that uh, if you're interested in buying real estate, you ought to be thinking of Iceland and Greenland, because anywhere where it's more cool, you have a greater chance of. Uh, we'll sort have the books and books Iceland. Uh, I'm ready. Let's you know, go. <laughs> I'm ready. Bergen, Bergen, Norway is beautiful, kind of like San Francisco. <laughs> the Real Lolita by Sarah Weinman uh, by Echo Press. I think this one comes out next week. I want to say uh, this is a great literary true crime. Um, it chronicles the kidnapping of Sally Horner, uh, which happened in 1948, and how it supposedly inspired Nabokov to write uh, Lolita uh, almost 10 years later. Um, it's really meticulously researched, and it's just a really tragic and compelling story of this young girl. And it's, you know, interspersed are what in the, throughout the book is what Nabokov was up to at the time and what he really knew. He always denied that there was any connection, but it was clear that he definitely knew about the case. So it's just a great mix of, you know, investigative journalism and literary analysis. Now that's one that I'm looking forward to a lot. Yeah, I it, it was hard to put down. Yeah, I mean, Lolita, and I think I even read the annotated Lolita, mm -hmm. which Alfred Appel wrote. Um, was a book that um, was quite remarkable when I discovered it for the first time. Um, but you know, people ask me all the time when we're talking about books that aren't out yet, how do you find out about these things? How do we find out about them? What's what, the process? For me, you know, the reps are my front lines, our publisher and how often reps. do the publisher reps come into the store? Um, usually three times a year. 
And, you know, I've developed a great relationship with my reps that they know my sensibilities. They, they tell me right away uh, when something should be on my radar. But I think another huge tool for a buyer, at least, is social media for me. Like I follow different booksellers. I follow different bookstores. And I think we kind of all share these kind of treasures that we find and, and what's so beautiful and democratic about it is that each store, each independent bookstore uh, has buyers, has a buyer like Gael. So they each choose and select for what their customer base might be interested in. But the other thing we have is that sense of discovery. We want people to come here and we want to sort of help them discover something that they might not have found on right, their own. Right, right. We want to show them something that they never thought they would read. Yeah, no, and along the lines of those big obsessional um, sort of Samuel Pepys kinds of uh, pieces of literature, it's a new thing coming from the New York Review of Books that's coming out. Um, it's called Anniversaries. Oh, yes. From a year in the life of, I may not pronounce this properly, Jacine uh, Crespahi or Crespal. And uh, it was translated from the German. And it was originally published in four volumes between 1970 and 1983. And it totals nearly 2,000 pages. Wow. And it's being published in its entirety in the U.S. for the first time. And what it does, which is really interesting to me, who kind of remembers this, I was young, but I remember this year, it follows one year, the year August 1967, August 1968, in the life of an East German immigrant who lives in New York City with her young daughter. And it chronicles a year marked by the murders of Martin Luther King, Bobby Kennedy, and Che Guevara, and riots in American cities, and the escalation of the Vietnam War. I mean, we all know that that period of time was, uh, you know, so momentous. But here we begin to see this through the eyes of... uh, someone else in that many pages as someone being an East German immigrant. So it must be really, really interesting. That sounds fascinating. And New York Review of Books can do no wrong in my Yeah, who are they? What what do they do? Uh, Well, again, a lot of, they do a lot of work in translation, but what I love that they do is they shine a light on books that may have been forgotten or have gone out of print. Uh, one of the big ones that they did a while back was Stoner by John Williams. That right. is a huge indie favorite. But I, I love that they kind of resurrect these Yeah, they stories. take books that have fallen off the radar right. and then they bring them back, um, which is kind of cool. Another book that I am super, super excited about and uh this is the New Yorker in me, is the Beastie Boys book that's coming out in October <laughs> by Spiegel and Grau. Um, I loved this book so much. I grew up in New York City in the 80s and 90s listening to them. So this book really was like coming home again. They're hilarious. It was very touching. And really what it is is a back and forth between Adam Horowitz and Michael Diamond on the the history of the Beastie Boys. Um, and that I, 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 I cannot wait. Oh, that, I think that's going to be one of those popular books of, yeah. the, of the fall. And I think for the holidays, it'll be yeah. huge. And I know that, that they spent huge amounts of time mm-hmm. getting it just about perfect. Mm-hmm. I heard that when they do tour, and I don't know if they're going to come to Miami, but when they do tour, uh, they're going to do a, multi, a multimedia set pieces with like 
Spike Jones. Oh my God, we need to get them here. Them. I know, I know. <laughs> I think they're only going to New York and California, but we're trying hard okay. to get them here as well. Okay. Um, I think along those lines, um, art books, distributor art publishers, is is bringing out uh, one of the only big Led Zeppelin books. Right, that that's going to be huge. Done. I think it will be. Yeah. It's going to be. It's going to be sort of. And they took. In fact, one of the things I will recommend everybody do is sort of Google Led Zeppelin book trailer because mm-hmm. they have this remarkable the trailer, video, yeah. the video that they have promoting the book. And uh, and they took a lot of time and effort getting behind it. It's so wonderful when people working in other uh, media want to, you know, want to want to sort of uh, take what they do and translate it into book form. Right. As and well. document it in a different way. Yeah. Absolutely. They do. Kind of along the same lines of art book is a book that actually comes out this week, Bibliophile by Jane Mount. Uh, for those of you that are not familiar with her, she's a lovely, brilliant illustrator. Uh, she, if you go to her website, ideal book bookshelf, she does illustrations of book covers, which seems simple, but she really brings she, I've, I've picked books purely on her illustrations sometimes. And so this book is really an ode to books and bookstores and book people. There's some wonderful recommendations. Um, and it's just really charming. And I think this will be a great book for holidays and as a gift. Books about books and bookstores are things that I love as well. And there's a book out right now uh, by Sean uh, Bythel called The Diary of a Bookseller. And he is a used bookseller in Scotland. And it's, a, it's basically a diary of uh, a year spent in the bookstore. He took over the bookstore in this remote Scottish village of Wigtown. And so he writes about it. He's kind of curmudgeonly. He's not the most friendly bookseller around. But it really is lively and wonderfully done. And Melville House published this one. And I recommend it heartily. One of the things I want to talk about, too, are some of these really interesting kind of non-fictions that are coming out. Uh, we have a book. Uh, I mean, there are some by well-known authors like Doris, Doris Kearns Goodwin has a new book coming out that she'll be at the book fair as well. Pete Souza, uh, President Obama's photographer, who has this remarkable Instagram Oh, yeah. Uh, and there'll be uh, images from his Instagram. His, his shade, basically. His shade, basically, <laughs> in, this, uh, in this thing. Uh, explain that one a little bit. Well, I think anybody who follows Pete Souza on Instagram, whenever something happens with Donald Trump, he kind of counters it with a photo. Like, I think there was an instance where Donald Trump tried to hold Melania's hand and she batted it away. And then he kind of, you know, bombarded his his Instagram with photos of, you know, Michelle and Barack just being very tender and holding hands. And he, he's done that, I think, for the past year in a very subtle way. If you don't if you don't pay attention, you might miss it. But it's I, I love that he's doing this. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's terrific. And he'll be at the book fair, too. Um, some books that you might have missed. There's a book. We, I consider them fall books because I think you're going to hear a lot about them in the fall. And that's Gary Steingart's new book called Lake Success. Have you read it yet? Yes, at all? I loved it. He's hilarious. He, I, I love him. What is what does he do in this one? That uh, uh, this is the story of a. I think I've read this one a while ago. This was a. I think a middle aged 
millionaire, billionaire type person who is going through a bit of a midlife crisis and takes off on a road trip through America. And in a typical Gary Steingart fashion, all these tragedies befall him in a, you know, darkly humorous way. Well, I love what uh, what Richard Ford says about about Gary's new book. In Lake Success, Gary Steingart hears America perfectly. Its fatuousness, its poignant lament, its boisterous self-loathing, its heartbeat. Reading him sometimes makes me want to scream with recognition and with pure hilarity. And uh, again, he's done a remarkable book trailer too yes. for Lake Success, if those of you are near near your uh, your computers, you might want to give that a look. And he'll be at the store, I think, in a few weeks. Yeah, he'll be at Books and Books, and he's making a very broad tour across America. Um, one that I loved and which so many people here at the store loved was a book that's been an indie bestseller and a New York Times bestseller for a number of weeks now, and it's called There, There by Tommy Orange. And I think those of you who don't know Tommy Orange's work uh, you should you should really really uh, find out about it. Um, it's it's a relentlessly paced multi generational story about violence and recovery. Um, Tommy Orange himself uh, graduated with uh, from the MFA program at the Institute of American Indian Arts, and and it's one of the first novels that I know that deals with the Native American experience in an urban setting. And um, it was really, really powerful. And I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, I I love that one as well. I'm going to bring up the first book to be nominated for a Man Booker Award. The The first first graphic graphic novel. novel. And it's called Sabrina. And uh, Zadie Smith writes about it. Jonathan Lethem writes about it. I haven't read it yet. I have. You have. Yes, All right. so I read us, it the, the second the long it. list came out. It's really topical. It's really bleak. The artwork is very simple. And I think it all works so well together. I really enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm just happy that graphic novels are getting their due recognition. And one that I think is going to be big for the fall and into the spring again is Michael Andaje's new one called Warlight. This is a book that I absolutely loved. And, and recommend to just about everybody who walks into the bookshop. You know, Michael writes, uh, Michael Daje writes with such lyricism, but and it's so atmospheric that you almost forget that there's a plot. Right. And, and it's all the characters. And, and you're drifted, yeah. you drift through this plot. And then at the end, he ties it up so wonderfully. Um, but, he, but he goes off in all of these tangents, like mm-hmm. Greyhound racing and uh, bomb making it takes place in post-World War II London, and uh, there's a bit of a mystery to it as well. Uh, but I recommend Warlight as well. Uh, one that I'm actually listening to the audiobook of right now is Small Fry by Lisa Brennan Jobs. And this one has been on my radar for a while, and I waited, a, I waited to read it, but it's, I'm really enjoying it more than I thought I would. It's a really tender story of her upbringing, which I don't think many people could even imagine the, what she, what her upbringing was with a character like Steve Jobs, who we all know was a little bit of a curmudgeon, a little bit weird, 
Um, but, but it I, ultimately, she made peace with it. Ultimately. Yes, of course. And and she, it, you can tell she, there's so much love that she has for him, of course. But it's, I'm glad she's telling her story because she really has a story to tell. Yeah. And it, it was published by Grove Atlantic. And she published it because she felt, I believe, that Grove Atlantic would treat it in the way that it needed to be treated right. more as a literary work. Right. And Rather than so just much, a memoir. Not so much as a memoir from someone who's well known. Um, there's a local favorite that we have, a book that was just published and it's a fall book. And that's uh, by David Lawrence. David was the uh, publisher of the Miami Herald. And he lived through some very difficult times here in Miami, obviously, but he had a longer life going backward in the world of newspapers and newspapering. And this is his life. It's called a dedicated life, journalists, journalism, justice, and a chance for every child. And, and that's because later on he went into being an advocate for children's rights. And, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really excellent book, and it's called The Dedicated Life. Another one, which maybe a lot of people outside of Miami, uh, it hasn't crossed their radar, but there's a new book on Cuban cooking. Yeah, Cuba the Cookbook by Fiden Press. This one has been a big hit for us. And if you haven't explored some of Fiden Press's cookbooks- They have the best cookbooks. They really have some marvelous cookbooks. When we were going through this, uh, when we were walking to come to the microphones, uh, Gael said, I'm so glad that Madeline Miller is coming to the book fair. I cannot wait. And I think, well, Circe was, I think it will be my favorite book of 2018. Uh, It's just, um, you can say, a feminist retelling of the Odyssey through the eyes of Circe, who is, uh, I think she's most well known for turning Odysseus's men into pigs. But this is her side of the story. Um, and it's the, the writing is so poetic and beautiful. And I, I also know that we have um, Emily Wilson, who did the first female translation of the Odyssey coming to the book fair. So I think and they're fact, doing they're something. they're going to be together. Right. Actually. So I, I'm very excited for that. Some familiar names are, I have new books coming out, like Leaf Anger has a new book coming out mm-hmm. called Virgil Wander. That I've heard wonderful Andre things about Andre the III has a new book coming out that we're that I'm looking forward to. I love, I love his work. Uh, and then Haruki Murakami has a new book coming out called uh, Killing Commendatore. And, uh, you know, who doesn't like Murakami, right? And I think some other big ones, there's uh, The Feral Detective by Jonathan Lethem coming out in November. Uh, The Khaled Hosseini has a slim volume, The Sea Prayer, which I read, which was beautiful, gorgeous, but very slim. It's almost like a picture book. I think it could work for really all ages, something for parents to read. Yeah, I read a beautiful excerpt. Parents to read with their out. children, yeah. Barbara Kingsolver has a new novel, a new novel by Barbara Kingsolver's Always. It's called Unsheltered, and uh, that should be something that would be quite uh, notable. Um, There's also the library book by Susan Orlean, oh, uh, which I did read. I really enjoyed it. It's it's kind of like another kind of true crime, book-related true crime. It's about the uh, fire at the public library in Los Angeles. I believe it was in the 80s. Yeah. I also love the stories. I've read a few. I haven't read very many, but of uh, Lucia Berlin. Yes. Uh, and she's got a new book coming out called Evening in Paradise. Uh, again, we're going to try your uh, patience with stories. 
If you're going to start to love stories again, I am. I'm, I mean, Friday Black has kicked it, kicked it off for me again. I'm, I'm excited about short stories again. You'll notice we didn't speak at all about children's books. Is there a reason for that? Well, our kids and YA uh, children's book buyer actually is having a baby any day now. Actually, today is her due date. So we wish her well, but I know, I know it would be great to have her take on books, on kids' books soon. And we'll be bringing her in front of the mics so that she can give her take on some of the great kids and uh, young adult books that are coming out. Also, we'll also be talking later on in the season about art books and books from photography and architecture and things that we specialize here at all the books and bookstores. I just finished a book that's coming out in August of 2019. That's what we do here at, as booksellers. We're in the future. <laughs> we are working really in the future. You've been buying for a number of years now. Tell me a little bit about some of the changes you've seen in the kinds of books that are being offered to you and the kinds of writers that are being uh, highlighted who might not have been highlighted just a few years ago. Well, I think diversity is always a, a big thing that are that's on the publisher's radar now. And I think a lot of things are more topical, even nonfiction to fiction. If you even look at the Steingart, uh, the, Trump is a big part of a lot of the books and the current political climate is a big part of all of the books. I think that's the biggest shift is that there are a lot of allusions to what is happening. But I think you highlighted diversity before. And in my 36 years, I think that diversity is something that is so refreshing to see. Oh, we, need, we need it. We need to hear from everybody. Well, Gael, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's a, such a pleasure and such an honor. I think we're going to have a uh, remarkable season. I think those of you out there, you know, if you if you need to or want to talk a little bit more of some of the books we discussed, make sure you go to our website. You can email e- either of us. It's Gael at booksandbooks.com or Mitchell at booksandbooks.com. And we'll be able to even maybe give you more recommendations. I would love to. Um, I'd like to say that we're being recorded live at Books and Books. So that some of the noise that you might be hearing in the background <laughs> comes from people who are actually here browsing. And uh, I can't wait till we do this again, Gael. I Thank can't you wait. so much. Thank you. I hope you like what you heard and that you'll please share your review on Apple Podcasts and also give me your feedback at Books and Books on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to my weekly conversations on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Revolver.com. I'm Mitchell Kaplan. Thanks for joining The Literary Life.